Hey guys, this is Rob and welcome to question number 47. Can I learn to trust the unknown? It's my conversation with Mark Heimerman, a friend, a producer, one of the most brilliant producers, composers, uh, and just flat out musicians that I've, I've ever had the opportunity to work with. So I'm pumped about this one. Here's a little preview. It's just encouraging just to hear you say, that those voices aren't going to go away, and that's okay. I have so few answers, but I have an experience that nobody's going to take from me and that I wouldn't trade for anything, and it's filled with those. It's filled with doubt. It's filled with mistakes. It's filled with... But to be honest with you, zero regrets. That is something I have that probably not many people have. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Why do you ask me? Are you talking to me? Who are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. Expect me to talk? For those of you that are joining us for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past 10 years, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and a music director. This is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people that I've met to try and get past what it is they do, to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, my Kimo Sabe, my... Pumpkin head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined... By my wife, my kimosabe, my pumpkin head, <laughs> Sarah Morgan. Uh, we're sitting here at our dining room table. And there are pumpkins. And there is that what? Yeah, I guess so. That's what always inspires me is whatever I can see in my peripheral. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting the feeling that at some point, if we continue down the road with this, mm -hmm. doing these intros in our dining room people could just write down and just get a good visual of right. everything that you can okay, see. Okay, they have candles, there's pumpkins, they have a window where there are birds. Outside one time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sarah, speaking of things you can see. Oh, no. What? What are you going to talk about? Well, I was going to say that I'm thankful that we don't have to do a sponsor. Oh, okay. Can I offer you a Guinness? Please do. Mm, looks good. I parched. I feel like I have to be silent while the sacred act is performed. We are just in silence here. I'm not doing this in the mic. It just happens to be in front of me. Okay. Mm-mm. Tastes like mother's milk. For those of you that have been following along with the podcast, you know that every week, oh. that each and every week, we ask Sarah a question, and those questions have been coming from you, the listeners, and they've been coming... But we're not doing that anymore. I... I know. <laughs> Why are we talking about I'm, that? You're interrupting me. Let me let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. You already made that long, drawn-out announcement last week. I know, week. I know. And I'm just saying it again. Oh. Every week, 
We've been asking Sarah questions. Those questions come from you, the listeners, and they come from one of a few different ways. Number one, you can leave your questions uh, in iTunes when you rate, comment, and subscribe. Five stars only. Sorry, I think I interrupted a yawn (laughs) of yours. Or you can call the podcast hotline. Yes, it is a real hotline. It's a real thing. I actually listen to it. The number to that is 612-584-9330. You can call in. You can leave a message. You can text me, whatever you can think of. Or you can head over to the website, www. Why do I even say that? Who says that anymore? Www. Yeah, just thecuriouspod.com. Yeah, just go to thecuriouspod.com. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Strider. Hi, bud. What are you expecting to climb up and do? Not right now. (laughs) No, oh, he's Sam. He's a Tim Tam. You can contact me there. You can see an interactive map where all these episodes and conversations have taken place. Uh, now, here's the deal. The reason I say all that, the each week thing, is that I'm changing this up. Oh, my gosh. We have a cat jumping all over Sarah. He's needy. He's super needy right now. But the reason I say all this is because I'm changing it up. I really want this podcast to be interactive. And by interactive, I don't just mean call in, leave a message, and then we'll talk about it. Whatever. I mean, I want the direction of this podcast to be interactive. I get it. That is actually why I'm super pumped about this episode. I'm pumped about this conversation because of so many of the stories you guys listening along have been sharing with me. So first of all, I just want to say a massive thank you to any of you that have reached out and shared some of the things that have been impacting you by listening to these or sharing where you're at in life and some of the topics and questions that you have on your mind. It really helps guide the direction of this podcast and helps me moving forward, thinking about the guests I want on, the conversations and focus and direction I want to do with this podcast. So that said, quite a few people, Sarah, have been writing in and emailing me saying, why'd you say my name? Because I was talking to you. I know, but I know, it sounded weird? weird. Did it sound weird? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm just. Well, Sarah, I've Sarah, been getting calls. Sarah, so you know I'm not talking to our cat that's sitting on the table next oh to you. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying, a ton of these people have been, by a ton, I mean this last week, I got about three messages um, that's great. in regards to my conversation. Yeah, the guy from the cider house. Yeah, where he has a cidery and oftentimes in life we see all these uh, really cool things that people are doing but what we don't see is that a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times the cool endeavors that people set out to do start a lot of times in not so enjoyable periods of your life. Mm-hmm. In Jess' case, it was a layoff from something that he went out and had a master's degree in, got laid yeah. off, and had to completely rethink the direction of what he was going to pursue. And that's where this amazing, the only uh, winery in Minneapolis proper came out of. So it ended up being this really cool thing. So I've had people reaching in saying, like, hey, you know, I'm in this time, this period of transition, or I don't know what the future looks like. I just know that in my own experience, the unknown future can be a confusing and dark place. So that's why I decided to sit down with Mark Heimerman. Listen, Mark Heimerman and I have been meaning to do this podcast, but when I was thinking about the direction of the conversation, like I wanted to sit down and ask him, this guy is one of the most successful, brilliant producers, musicians, songwriters that I have had the privilege of working with. Why at the height of his career, at the height of his success while living in Nashville, and being massively sought after, did he give it all up to pursue the unknown future and end up moving to Minneapolis? Before we dive in, I kind of want 
to give it a little clarification mm-hmm. on this because faith hasn't come up naturally in a lot of the, these conversations I've had with people. And I always, whenever I sit down with someone, I always leave it wide open. Whether yeah. someone is asking me, so what's the rules on this podcast? Like, am I allowed to talk about faith or am I allowed to swear on it or whatever it is? And I always say, I, I want to get to know you yeah. completely, whatever that looks like. Right. And that so I know a lot of people listening to this podcast aren't necessarily used to conversations about faith. I would just say there's so much to get from this. Even if uh, faith and you've had negative experiences with religion, I would say, I would encourage you to keep just listening to this because even outside of that, there's so much wisdom to be gleaned from Mark. This is still an interesting episode. Yeah. So don't think this is like some kind of conversion podcast. And I think I've shied away from some faith conversation. I'm sure. Because of just my own personal burnout. Well, you've been around people that lean the other way way too far and a way that makes people feel separated, not connected. Yes. That's the kind of faith that... I've been around. Yeah. And uh, some of the things uh, Mark and I talk about is his producing some of the the most massive Christian artists. I mean, he was touring with Amy Grant. Hit me with with an Amy Grant tune. I'm on the spot. I can't think of one. Go. You go. Uh, Michael W. Smith. Ah, so good. DC Talk. Like, I'm pretty sure he wrote Jesus Freak. Let's just dive into it. I met up with Mark. And we met up in his home studio in the basement. You walk down the stairs. We cracked open a couple Oktoberfest beers from Shells, by the way. Oh, Some of the best. Nice. I didn't know you got Shells. Yeah. A little shout out to Shells. Hello. Um, shout, hey, shout out to Shells. <laughs> uh, but you walk down the stairs in his, in his studio and instantly, I'm, I'm you, just the walls are covered with gold and platinum records that he's produced and written and worked on. So there I am just sitting in the studio, and I also thought it was funny that here I am sitting in his amazing recording studio, mm-hmm. and we're recording this podcast on my goofy mics. Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> funny, actually. Anyways, here's my conversation with Mark Heimerman, who I lovingly call Uncle Mark. He's the greatest. Hope you enjoy. Okay, but so when I was thinking of this, well, first of all, to start, can I just say how great it is to be in a studio and we've got this, these pre's, we've got great microphones, you've got your setup, and then we're using this to record. No, I have embarrassing (laughs) gear. Dude. I am not a gear um, guy. I'm not a gear guy. I just love like that we're we're surrounded by, we're surrounded by just like great pristine recording gear and then we're recording on this h6 this is it rob (laughs) right here oh man that's you can i've got if you saw my system you'd be like how are you pulling it off i do not put money and time into dealing with it man it's like right here make it sound good with your freaking ears okay now that's interesting that you say that yeah. Because have you always been that way? Yes. Or you I've never been a something? gearhead. Really? 
Yeah, I've never been a gearhead. Well, I came from a, I came from a time when you could afford gearheads. (laughs) (laughs) So I was always hands on, but I was never like chasing cables. Yes. I didn't care what the name of the gear was, and if you know, guys started talking about, oh, the K thirty one. You know, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Yes. A, I'm not interested. Yeah. B, my end game isn't interested. Yeah. So the consumer is not interested. Uh, all right. I'm think, I'm trying to paint for myself a picture in my mind being there because I've never, it sounds so lame to say out loud, but I've never been in a studio scenario like that kind of pro situation where you didn't you were a producer and you didn't have to be a producer and an engineer you were bringing the guys right. that brought in that could worry about the gear and you could just yeah. focus on your ears i've never been in well i mean besides working with you when i've worked with you yeah i i've always been kind of a hands-on yeah producer but that's not always been the case um, yeah. there are many successful producers that sat on the couch in the back and were on their phones um, yep and uh, just networking <laughs> yeah. and good and had a ledger yeah. and we're trying to keep track of the money. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. I, yeah. I was more, you know, um, you know, half of me is an artist. So yeah. I, I've got to be right in on it. Oh, man. Right in on it. Man, okay. Let's let's back it up. What I'm mainly curious about with all this topic that is Mark Hyman, if I could put you in a box. I'm curious about why the hell are you in Minnesota right now? I'm thinking I'm being selfish. I'm being introspective in my life. I'm thinking, okay, all my awareness from living in Minnesota has been young musicians saying, well, when are you going to move to LA? When are you going to move to Nashville? Yeah. And then I sit down in a studio with you and we got to do a session together. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe like eight years. I don't know. It was before you moved here. Yeah. So it was a while back. And then all of a sudden, this person I really respect and look up to, Uncle Mark. Uncle Mark. It's like, I'm moving, wait a second, I'm moving from Nashville to Minneapolis. You probably should get it. a shot of the Supernatural record because that was really the pivotal yeah. time. Okay. 98. 98. Take, let's take, I want to take 20 you back, years even ago. Fur, even further back. Ooh. Do you remember when you went from loving music? Right to thinking, right. oh, this could be like a career for me. And I was pretty much discouraged from it by my family. By your family, yeah, yeah. That's like seems like classic. Yeah, it was pretty classic. I, you know what? I wish I could say that there was a plan and that I was. Yeah, like, it, it was, was like one day that I was literally going to be a microbiologist, <laughs> and I was working in laboratories. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's crazy. And uh, in Nashville. Um, I was doing music at the college. I, I had a I had a ride. Okay, yeah, I got a because t- you grew up. Where'd you grow up? Because I knew you, you upstate were born New York, York Syracuse. Okay, Syracuse. Yep. And, and I did it all. Yeah, you know, I was an orchestra, stage band, yes. um, choirs, chamber choirs. Yes. Uh, yeah, I played orchestra. You know, I was violin and viola, yes. and I did it all. Because um, that's what I'm fascinated. I'm like the mark I know is mm-hmm. the mark. The orchest the orchestrator. Yeah. But didn't start as the orchestrator. Yeah. So I was good at a lot of things. I think what I'm great at is um I'm good at a lot of things. You that's what you're great at? I'm really great. That's what makes me great at what I do. 
because I can. There are better keyboard players. There are better singers. But I'm really, I'm really good at a lot of, th- really good at a lot of things. But there are so many people so much better than me in Dude. any any of those ca- every category. I mix now. I I, mm-hmm. I can engineer. I mean, I can get by. I mean, I can get by with pretty much anything, and I can do above average work in almost every area. But what I'm great at is I'm really good at a lot of things. Oh, does that make any sense, dude? It makes so much sense. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense at the same time because yeah. it's totally counteractive to everything I've been taught hmm. in music of like. Well, you want to be, you don't be a jack of all trades and master of none. You want to like figure out your uh, one thing. That, that the at least new model is, that is the new model. You have yeah. to be great at You have to be great at everything. Bunch of stuff. In fact, oh, I've, I'm 54 and yeah. I'm having to, you know, I'm constantly learning, mixing and learning. I, I have the ears for it. Yeah. I always had the ears for it. But I now and and now I can afford the time to kind of learn it. But then you yeah. got gear. Yeah, there's so many elements to it. So many distractions. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I mean, when I think of gear, I mean, I'm I'm a little biased. When when you say gear and mixing with that, I just almost think of a distraction from distracting you from working on other yeah, things. Like so I don't need a hundred plugins. I need the ones that work and do what I need yes. them to do. You know what I mean? Man. Okay. <clears throat> Great, you're great at being exceptional at a ton of things. Have when did you discover that? Was that exceptional? A, I would say really re- good, really good. Okay, yeah, great at being excellent. Great, I'm gonna say great at being perfect at everything is what I'm gonna translate you saying. <laughs> okay. oh, <laughs> no, yeah. like when did no you? No wonder. Uh, yeah, no wonder. Yeah. No wonder. Uh, did you? Where did, when did you like figure that out? Was there any like insecurity that went through that? Like, and was there? Uh, was there like an aha moment? All or was driven it by just, insecurity. Yeah, all of it. I don't mean to be like go to like the negative thing, but I'm worried. I'm thinking about it's not like, negative. Was it like an aha moment where you're like, oh wait, this is actually mm-hmm. a good thing. No, I tell people yeah. it's your insecurity that makes you great. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the drive of all exceptional? Just like, I mean, there's something in you that's like, I could, oh, I'm not good enough, and I can be yeah. better. And what if somebody doesn't like what you know? What I mean, it's like all those voices mm-hmm. um i will say now at this stage in my life i i care very little about a lot of it no. i i'm so I, I tell people i go you know you go through music and you survive maybe mm-hmm. maybe you survive you strive right you're like ah oh. you do the striving thing and then so few of us get to thrive and um i get to thrive at my age in Minnesota, it's just, it's so bizarre, but it's so what hmm. the doctor ordered. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, okay, what? That's code word. Uh, that's the doctor. <laughs> code word for what the doctor ordered. Man, oh, well then, uh, why did you, what do you, um, why is it that you thrived? And like, I mean, I mean, I'm just picturing as you're saying that I'm picturing friends of yours that fell away and didn't get to do music and didn't thrive and fell off the map with it. It didn't, music didn't work for them. Yeah. Looking back at that, is there anything you can attest that to? Uh, yeah, because in, in, as a producer and transitioning from analog to digital, um, it's that pushing yourself 
if you don't have that inside you, um, you're not going to be 54 and making a living making music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if people knew how hard I pushed myself, um, I, then it would make sense. Yes. It's like he really yeah. pushes himself. Even you know, I, it's so yeah. easy because yeah. I've had it all. I've done it all. I've got all the awards. I've made all the big money. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had all the number ones and platinum, gold. I've done it all. So if anybody should be able to go, ah, oh, I got this. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I've never felt that way, man. I just like. You're always feeling pushed. You're always feeling like, well, I'm losing touch with music. Yeah. You know, like as music progresses, yes. I constantly feel like I'm losing touch with it. Yeah. Now I have kids, four of them, that love music. So I get to, yeah. and it, it, one of my gifts is it takes me 10 seconds to get something. I totally get what's happening. I don't, you know. You, okay. Like you can see that, you die, oh, I see like this is kind of the trend. This is the sound that is making I, Yeah, this. all the all the stuff. Yeah. All the stuff. I think Let's people really want to see up. that mountain. Yep. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have a session up. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, working on a session. So yes. right at the moment, so <laughs> yeah. there's no reason to have one up. <laughs> we don't the mountain's way cooler than any session. Oh, I can man, pull that over is now. funny. Can we, is there a way, uh, you just <laughs> see these videos where everybody pulls in. Like, why do they have the keyboards right behind the monitors? It doesn't make sense. Oh, it's just for the camera. Yeah. Is there any way we can... We can move all the plaques to this wall. The plaques. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, when I think about you, you're, I'm just thinking about when you're saying pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. Um. In my mind, I've always thought of pushing yourself being something of like try harder. Like you gotta like force yourself to want to. Like uh, stay up on top of it, stay on top of like the current things. But it sounds like what you're saying, it wasn't something that you had to force yourself to do. Like it came actually from a genuine place. Yeah. Of it's just in me. Yeah. But it's that too. Yeah. It's it's going. I have to drive and listen to pop radio for thirty minutes. Yeah. Do you do that? Uh, well, I have a commute that's. 45 minutes yeah. long so i have an hour and a half in the car so yeah most of it's sports talk radio yeah. <laughs> but yeah. i'm just like all right what's what's new? and then you listen you're like nah, i can't do that or you listen you're like i can't afford we can't afford that and then you listen to something i can probably get there yeah you know what i mean um but but the artist in me has to i have to lay the artist in me down that that part of me I have to kind of lay down because I'll have to listen to it through. One of my gifts is I I uh, can hear. I, I try to hear through other people's perspective. Like my neighbor who isn't in the music business knows nothing about it. What would he like? You know, what would she like? You know, I'm, I'm always like, because um, I know what I like. It's very clear when I'm doing something that I like. And um, because you get that part of me, you get the artist part of me. But the producer part of me, you're always going to get a hundred and hundred percent. So yeah. it's it's not you're not ever getting cheated. You're yeah. just getting a little more. And that's the beautiful thing about the DC Talk thing was Toby was gracious enough to invite me into a creative process. So he actually 
got all of me. He got me as a producer, but he got all of me as a um, artist and songwriter. And I was able to like, I mean, what a blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just like, man, that's man. That's actually really, really, really heavy um, for me. Heavy. It's really heavy because I, um, I feel like in conversations I have with different people, there's this talk of authenticity like this need to be well i i'm not going to do this style or i'm not going to listen to this kind of music mm. and produce this style of music because i want to be authentic to my true my true artistic self whatever that vague that thing is we that's tell an artist is. perspective that's yeah. not a yeah but um, there's there's also but what you're saying is like your perspective i'm just seeing like the selfless side of it like this this might not be what i'm into but i can appreciate these things and bring yeah. quality Yes. To a style, even I'm, well, if I'm not quality is key for me, man. Nobody can argue with quality. Oh. Even I can't. <clears throat> yeah. You can hear something quality and you can hate the song. You can, you know, like that artist, oh, that voice, oh, that, and you're like, yeah. I can't argue with the quality, you know? Man, is there. I mean, that happens all the yeah. time. Yeah. Is there something recently, like an example of that, where you're like, I, this, I do not like, the, you, something you listened to recently where you're like, I do not like this music, this style, but this is so well done, I can't argue with it. Do not like it? Or maybe maybe the fact know. that it's so well done, you're saying you can appreciate it. And oh, well, yeah. It. Basically, any yeah. pop song with a, you know, a, a, a chick, sing, you know, chick singer that yeah. sounds like she's 12, Yeah, I can't stand any of that stuff. But it sounds. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that sounds good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a nice change. Oh, that was a good idea. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh man. Yeah. Basically, all of that kind of music is just like it's like glass in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. the, my artist yes. eyes. Yeah. But I can listen to mm. it. I'm like, no, oh, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> Man, I'm just, okay. I'm just having like this awareness of something I discovered lately. I'm I'm just purely being. Let's make this all about me too. Uh, let's do. let's let's, let's uh, break Bro. this down. But man, here's the, here's some here's the deal. Uh, when I was, I don't know if I told you this, but I was when I was younger. The rule in our house was you were not allowed to listen to music unless it is Christian music. So okay. I remember I, I grew up in a church that was completely opposite really you couldn't listen to christian music you listen to anything else really just just put that in your microphone and smoke it really yep you like you're not allowed to how, no. do, how that makes no. no sense to me how, well, that, how it doesn't make most, sense to anybody <laughs> that's so brilliant i love that <laughs> brutal and, yeah. and brilliant. what was the reasoning behind that uh just theology new testament theology Oh really? Yeah, where the, where the scripture remains silent, then you need to be silent. So that you know, there's no talk of instruments, but there are talk of instruments in the New Testament. But anyway, what? oh yeah, Man, yeah, that, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. that is so foreign to me. It is foreign. I grew up with it, but you know, my parents didn't subscribe to that. So yeah, we all yeah, I was writing Christian songs at. You know, in nine, secret. ten years old. No, I just didn't. I wasn't doing it. Writing out Christian songs. I was just writing them because that was my heart. Yeah. And my dad had to come to me, and he's like, um, "Son, you know, you, you're not gonna be able to do those at church." And I'm like, I, and I just never put the two together. And then, yeah, really, yeah. And were you? What, how did you respond? What did that make you feel? What did that make you feel like when you were? Well, a kid? you know were what? You, he confused? was like, I, "We don't. Your mom and I don't." 
agree with that, huh? You know, because we're mm-hmm. a musical family. God's blessed us with, yeah. you know. Um, but you know, just we we honor the fact that you know where we go to church, they don't do instruments and really, yeah. So you, could get, I could get real negative about that, yeah. and I can laugh about it. I yeah. can, I could mock it. I could do all this stuff, but. You know what I mean? I got past all that, and I actually appreciated acapella music. And um, growing up in acapella, so there was acapella music. Yes, but there's no instruments. No instruments. Yeah. So, but you couldn't like, like I couldn't sit at a piano and play a Christian song, yeah. but I could play Kiss. R- really? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not Kiss, but you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But maybe I could. Yeah, maybe you could have. They would have probably laughed and probably- thought that was awesome. Wow, it's changed Dude, a lot. I, I only laugh because only it's... the diehards do that. Now. Oh yeah, are there still communities that are like that? I'm sure I'm, there yeah, are. There I'm be. so far man, out of that, so I don't. Oh man, that I only laugh because it could not be more foreign from my whole journey. Where I yeah. like even I yeah. Well, you wouldn't be going yeah. to heaven, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, so just don't even put that it. in yeah. your mic and smoke, smoke it. it. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, okay, so even man, that is hey, so man. fascinating to me. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice, yeah. man. I so okay, so I couldn't. I could only listen to Christian music for my stuff, and yeah, then, flip side of that. yeah, the flip side of it. Yeah. And then I had so that meant I had a bunch of really scratched up Christian albums Oof. because I would I put the Christian CD on top of. The secular CD. So if like a parent, or if you were on like a, I just remember being oh, going to being camp. Sneaky. If they were like, "Hey, show me what album you listen to," you'd open it up and they'd see like Twilight Paris, <laughs> whatever it is. What I don't know, whatever you would. Uh, that's funny. You got around it. Yeah, and then that's how that was the way. To, at least on like bus uh, school trips because I went to yeah. a Christian school too. But I'm only saying to I got, I got really resentful for that. <clears throat> yep. Um, and, after, and later on in life, but then I realized. Looking back, I went through this big awareness maybe 12, 10, 12 years ago where I decided to go back and revisit my the albums I grew up on. Nice. And check the liner notes and read who is recording on them and oh. who is tracking them and like re-listen to them. And yeah. I went back and I go, oh, I've been dogging this because I've been projecting my frustration with how I grew up. Well, Sure. And I grew up listening to the albums you were producing. Oh no, you're rejecting me! (laughs) But like, really, and I start looking back, and I'm like, oh man, I the the albums even now, maybe now at my age, they're not necessarily my style. Yeah, but the quality is still there. Yeah, and so I realized. Oh man, hopefully I'm not making this too weird for you, but I'm I realized, and now I'm realizing now I'm talking to you that is because your willingness to hold on to quality no matter what and make that yeah. such a priority that yeah. I got to get that influence. So oh, when I look back awesome. and my musical influences were still quality. If that I don't know does that make sense at all? Yeah. I mean and I'm oh it's not like I even we're knew so what old. we're so old. I didn't even know what quality was. I just yeah. worked for it. Yeah. I just fought for it. And I just tried to get people that, you know, I felt were quality to be involved. Yeah. You know, all of it takes so many people, like say, you know, a village to yeah. get those things done and money. Yeah, you know, now you you really have to work hard to get quality for 
cents on the dollar. If you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Because yeah, I'm the one that gets the phone call for the you, cents on the dollar. You get the cents. I get the cents I get the on dollar. The dollar. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. Right, back up. You're in. Uh, I, I still am trying to like. I've got like these. I've got these. The, this Mark Hyman trajectory, and some of it's filled in with color, and some of it's black and white, and some of it's blank. So mm. the blank part for me is you're in Tennessee, yeah. going to college, and you move yeah. there from New York to study yeah. music. Moved there from Ooh. Philly. Oh, Philly, Philly, basically. But yeah. Uh, no, to go to go to college to be a microbiologist. Oh, you I, were serious? I thought you were kidding. Uh, no, about microbiology. No, my dad said don't go into music and. I didn't know any better. Yes. He, he later apologized. Yeah. I was wrong about that. I just I mailed my dad a gold album. But He's what like, dad would want to encourage yeah. their kid to yeah. go into that business? Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And Nashville's the, you know, the city of broken hearts, you know. It is funny hearing those stories because I've heard them before of like my no, my parents didn't want me to do this, and then I showed them and they said, well, you know what, you were right. Yeah. But for every one of those, there is two hundred of like, well, I'm glad my dad didn't tell me to go into music because now I'm a successful brain yeah. surgeon or whatever there's, it there's is. There's those two. Yeah. And none of it would have happened without my brother in law. None of it would have happened without yeah. being in Nashville. None yeah. of it would have happened. If, uh, you know, God didn't guide my steps. I mean, I stood, I was working at a law firm and I stood at a copy machine making copies for lawyers and I literally gave up music. That's all I knew was, you know, that was my life was music, everything. And I was like, God, I just want to be happy. I'm not happy. You know, I give up, just chuck the whole Mm -hmm. thing, right? How old were you? 20, 20 or 21. 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, by the end of the week, that was early in a week. And then by the end of the week, I had an opportunity to um, audition for Michael W. Smith, who I didn't know who he was because I didn't know what Christian music was. <laughs> okay. I had heard of Amy yeah. Grant. Yeah. My sister sang with Amy Grant. Yeah. DeGarmo and Key was the band. I remember going over to see Amy and uh, was this before Buffalo? Amy was Amy Grant? Before Amy Grant was no, Amy she was Grant. just starting. It yeah. was before the big big stuff. But yeah. I remember going over there, going, "What the heck are the father's eyes?" I just like, yeah. I mean, where the you know, yeah. I just did not my deal. Yeah, um, I ended up touring with her <laughs> before. But I don't Michael think w. I've Smith. actually ever heard a whole record like top to bottom. I've never listened to a record. I just yeah. you just learn the funny. songs that were in the set. I don't set listen list. to Christian music. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, only, what's wrong listen, with me? You listen to Christian music that you have to play, or I that listen to the that stuff wrote. that I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're working on. Okay, I want I, I want to put color on this black and white to back up for a second. You're I want I'm just trying to visualize. Okay, like I'm watching a movie of Mark Hammerman's life. Mm-hmm. You're 2021. 20, you're in you're at a printer. Like copy uh, like, machine. A copy making machine. copies. Making copies. Was that like was that a moment you're talking about or was that like a Yeah. Was there like what did that look like? Did were you like No, it was t- real. Were there tears you, in involved? No, it was uh I knew it was real because the next morning I was so filled with joy and light and I was just I, I knew I'd only you and God know when you'd let go. Hmm. There's you can't convince anybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's only real when, and only you know when you truly do, yeah. and you can feel it. Yeah. So, a handful of times in my life where I've truly let go. Yeah. Um, that was one of them, 
And then I got a music career out of it. Yeah. I go figure. Man. Um, and then 98 was another big letting go. July of 98. Man, that's cr- how How did that feel? Like that, the morning, you said you woke up that next morning so light. Yeah. Like I... I like, didn't care. It, I didn't it, care about music. I mean, it was just like, it's okay. I'm going to be happy making... Co- I really wanted to be happy no matter what I was doing. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And he, he had to do that. I mean, I had to surrender and then he had to just... But I remember walking in. I remember seeing the secretary Yeah. Uh, as you walk in or the receptionist. And I was just... I knew I was beaming. And they were just, And I brought light into a really dark, you know... Yeah. Law firms can be pretty dark places, and which is so crazy to me because I, I when I think about a moment of like giving up, there's like that that whole thing that is either the same scenario, two different phrases and two different outcomes. One phrase is like I gave up, and it's like this goes into darkness, and then the one is I let go of like holding on so tight, right. and I just think of the lightness that you're saying. I can totally picture that feeling. Yeah. And then a week, so then a week later, you within get a, a phone within call. Within a few days. Within a few days. Hey, you know, my brother-in-law, hey, um, there's a guy named Michael W. Smith, and I'm like, I don't know who he is. But yeah. Wow, that's weird. I auditioned, and yeah. Uh, next thing I know, I'm out singing with thousands of kids singing these songs about God, and I'm like, you can't do that. Yes. And I'm like playing, and I'm like, right? I'm coming out of a theology yeah. that's like, wait, I feel really guilty right now, but this is yes. awesome. You know? <laughs> I got uh, over it <laughs> real quick. Yeah, thank goodness. Oh, that's so funny. I just, yeah, I was confused. The back just crying. I was so confused. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's gotta be so yeah. confusing. You um, just finished being like, I'm never playing music ever yeah, again. Yeah, oh, there's a lot going on, right? Oh, man, that's crazy. So then was it just. Like that till, like how? What did that period to ninety eight that second giving up look like? Was it just a whirlwind of one thing after yeah. another? Was- okay, so it was road, yeah, road dogging, road dogging, and then getting married, starting to have kids, and like gotta quit the road. Yeah, I'm a family man. Uh, you know, I'm not when you say road dogging, what level? Like how how long were you on the road? Oh, you know, months and months and months. Yeah. And you had kids at the time? Well, we started having, you know, married and stuff, you know. Yeah, all that. Yeah. And I was supposed to, I was offered the, I was out with Amy. Yeah. And then I went back out with Michael. And then I was offered the next Amy gig for a ton of money. And I turned it down because I was like, family's more important than money. And, you know, it was tough after that. I struggled, but my brother-in-law and I started a production team. We started producing stuff. We did the Prism series. The Prism series. Why? Yeah, that, and that was fun. Why that? Well, that sounds familiar. Maybe. Well, it was, somebody just posted it online. That's okay. That's fascinating to me. The thought of I, because I get this picture of whenever like, I don't know transitions. Transitions are such a goofy thing. Of like whether it's a transition from you being at the copier, that transition to being a full time road dog, and that transition from that to. Uh, to not doing it and saying no to a big big tour uh, yeah, and being trying home to and produce. doing a production company. Yeah. Uh, hold on, bring that. Bring that yes, we need back. that. We need that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Look much at the work. Look at that. It's music oh, to my eyes. Uh, but I, I, there. I feel like when I was year, maybe even recently, I don't know when I started realizing the truth. But I think I thought 
people, there was a guarantee that you only transitioned when you saw the next thing. But when you're saying it sounds like there's almost a like a line through everything where you didn't see the next thing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you dying to something or a death or an end or, you know? Yeah. Um, and those were the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. So then production took off. So those prism things is what got the attention of, um, forefront, which was DC talks label. And then once you, once I did, DC Talk and some other records with well, my brother-in-law. Then it was um, Michael came calling, and yeah, then it was like production guy for man. Okay, so the DC the DC Talk stuff didn't come out uh, of everything until the production time when you had that label they right. hit you up, and then it was full on producing. Were you? I was like, producing. Yeah. Were you for like the beginning of them? Because I remember hearing yes, like the story very of beginning. like. Like they were now they the were in a very conference. very very beginning was like uh, Heavenbound. I didn't do that. But okay, I did uh, new thing. Yes, with my brother in law. You did new thing. I didn't yeah. know that. And then Man, I did. Is, uh, that's back there. Uh, Free at last was nice. Yes, Jesus Freak and Supernatural. Oh, Man, okay. So then you. So then you're producing them. What? Yeah. How? So then, how, where does nine nine the fall of ninety eight come in? Yeah, I just finished Supernatural. And it got released in September. So I probably finished. We which probably was, finished Supernatural in May or June. Yeah. Which would have given a three month lead time to September because I guess that's when it was released. Yeah. But in July, I was in my new house. Um, everybody's in bed. I'm on my porch with a glass of wine. I got my cigar. Yes. I just finished. Like that was a long project. You know, they're always yeah. they're always over a year. You know, from beginning to end. I love how you say that. Like I know. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I've been, all the projects. They take part a of, long time. Long, but man, for that, that was like this: uh, the Christian band at the top of their game, and yeah. it was a project of like you guys were working every day. What does that look like? A, working on a project for a year at a time is that like Monday well, through Friday? Three, you know, three months of writing and and uh, uh, um, two months of. Pre, you know, pre-production, all that stuff's happening. You're demoing, you're you're fil- going through the filtering process, and then it's um, pretty much seven months of just full-on long days in the studio. Yeah, man, that is, and just like a nine to five kind of standard, or what is <laughs> no like a or just a set. Time now by every supernatural, day, or... I'd probably dug my heels in. Okay, you know, because I didn't have to be there eighteen hours a day. Yeah, um, so. Uh, and you know, getting pressure from home to yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, we got kids still. You know, you want to be home for dinner maybe. Yeah. So I tried the and then the no weekends. So I kind of put my foot down on no weekends, occasional Saturday. So I I uh, did the weekends and then um, I was like, hey guys, I need to be home for dinner with my kids. Now I would come back sometimes. Yeah. After dinner and just keep going. Because they would be all then, staying there. Because who's the, who's the arguing with you? Who's the one being like, let's be on the weekends? Is it the band or is it the label or who's wanting to I put mean, in these extra hours? At yeah, different times? I mean, just let's go, right? Yeah. And I'm like, nobody has kids. Nobody yeah. has anything. Yeah, they're not married. They don't have kids, and so you're getting, you know, let's get some work done. And I'm like, hey, nobody wants to get work done more than I do. Yeah, but um, I got work to do at home. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, oh man, I'm just sorry. I mean, I'm just like fascinated by that because I, to know that I, as a musician, will most likely never experience that. 
I mean, just because it doesn't happen anymore. I yeah. mean, what do you do? You bump out 10 songs in a week as like a band. Yeah. If that even, we're going to do yeah. three days and just hash them yeah. out. I don't know. Maybe other, maybe mass, maybe, maybe bigger projects still do. Like yeah, I mean, in-house. I got into a groove where it probably took me a good three to three and a half months to do a record, a real, a real yeah. record. Yeah. Man. Um, But, you know, DC Talk, Michael W. Smith, those are a half a year, seven months. Eight, eight months yeah of recording not just yeah writing. okay so you have this massive you have this massive christian band touring the world yeah. these all the every album is uh going platinum. gold platinum oh yeah uh and where in the trajectory of the supernatural album are you so it's in july so you finished it was that that one was done yeah that was done um and um yeah, so I'm in my house and I'm just being thankful. You yeah, know, I'm just kind of looking up to the sky at a beautiful view, and I was like, "Why me?" kind of moment. Hmm. And um, just man, God, thank you. And I got a visit. I got a visitation, not in a physical form, but in a voice that said, "I want you to um, <laughs> walk away from it." And come follow me. And I'm like, well, aren't I following you? I'm doing Christian music. Yeah. And thus began, uh, a tw- you know, 20 years now. Oh. That led me from a mountain of success with Grammys, Dove Awards, ASCAP Songwriter of the Year Awards, uh, 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 you know, just Songwriter Awards. Um, everything yes. I was working on was platinum, gold records, money, 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 money. Um and then for the Lord to say, okay, and what? Okay, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I'm just picturing a perfect moment, like we're gonna have in a second, sitting outside, smoking a stove. Oh, if you're still down with that, oh, oh it's happening. <laughs> okay, because when you're, this is why my mind's blown right now. Man, you yeah, like that chair, you yeah, like that squeak. Bad. Okay, I gotta oil it. This is why my mind's blown because when when I'm. I'm filling in the blanks on my own, and you're saying, you know, uh, I I was I gave it all up to, uh, to shift this to shift this. It or sounds I let really go. easy. It, it sounds number one. It sounds really easy. Yeah. And I assumed ignorantly that it was coming from a, I'm not happy. I am nothing. Oh, everything everything's no. gone here. So I always assumed that's that the it normal. Was, yeah, the normal kind the of gutter. like you like back at the copy machine. Yeah. Like this is this isn't happening. Doors aren't opening. Wow. Obviously, it's not. I've never to thought about it, but that was kind of like a yeah, no win situation. I was in an all win situation, and now you're in an all win situation. All win situation, and you okay? Just for me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slow down. Whoa! You're t- <laughs> the voice. You hear a voice. Like what? Oh, it was like. Fill in the blank from fill in that story. What am I seeing? Like you're sitting outside. Yeah, I'm by sitting yourself. outside at night. I'm yeah. on a second story uh, porch off of our bedroom. Yeah, and I got the wine. You know, the wine glass and the yeah. scar of the ash. You know, yes. I got it going, and I'm like, how can it be this good? Yes. Why me? You know what I mean? I like I said. I mean, I I know that I'm good at some stuff, but still insecure. And I'm like, there are people better than me. And it's like, why is everything I'm doing like successful why is every why am i the guy essentially how i wake up i'm every just day. a little kid in fact <laughs> i had label guys tell me mark you're not charging enough i mean label guys telling me that 
Because I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'll do this for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you, here, if I just send you my rent check and you just cover that and make can sure we can like, have I, food in the kitchen, I've we're never good to go. cared. Yeah. I've never cared. But, um, but yeah, and it was, um, you've heard of uh, seeing your life flash before your eyes? Yeah. I was given that. Like, all the bad things that happened in my life and the beautiful things, things that I would never think of, like my piano teacher, like as a child from like five or six to like 12, just like complete, like, it's just, it was the most bizarre thing. Like all the things that happened in my life to who, and it was like, I was given that, like, this is the moment. This is your moment. Um, here's your purpose. And then here's the purpose of what has happened so far. Now there's a purpose that you have to go, I'm mm. calling you to. So that's what the last 20 years has been. Man. Yeah. And so oh. I tell people, I'm like, I'm like choking on the wine and the ash on the cigar, like bloop falls down. And it's like, it sounds like the worst thing you could ever hear, but it was the Lord. Yeah. And it was so clear. And it was like, I went into my wife and said, honey, the Lord just spoke to me, like visited me and called me. So then everything yeah. changed. And what? I freaked everybody out. I freaked oh, Nashville out. I freaked <laughs> myself out. Yeah. And I'm like looking at people going, I know, I, you know, I know this yes. sounds nuts, but this what? is what's happening. All right. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Oh man. Okay. I tell. Me, I want to know about the look in people's eyes when you're telling them mm-hmm. this, because now you start this whole journey of conversation. Yep. This happened. So, like, I went uh, to everybody. Amy, like, you walk inside and you yep. say, "Hey, your wife." Yeah. Uh, this just happened. Like, what was her response? Like, what well, was she's the look a good in her sport. Face? I mean, I mean, what's she gonna do? I yeah. Mean, she. I mean, was I it instant belief? Was there any question of like? Now are you are you sure? Are we positive? should we go back out there? No, I'll go back there and was none of you. that. No, but maybe she felt that way. I don't yeah. know. I probably would have. Yeah, but she was understanding. She's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it was the middle of the night. I woke her up, <laughs> so I, you know, she was tired. But oh man! But then I went and took everybody to lunch. Okay, to tell them what had happened to me. Yeah, and what was happening to me. I know this doesn't make any sense, but yeah, there's something else. Yeah. You know, and I'm on this. I'm on this journey. I'm following a cloud. I got. I wore people out with that story. I feel bad. You know, and like, why me? Like, you know, let you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad it was me. Mm-hmm. But you know, let, let you know, talk to about twenty other people, so I don't look like a freaking nutcase. Or you know what I mean? Oh, does that okay. make any sense? Yeah, it does. You're thinking like, why? Why do I have to be the one that seem that's feeling crazy right now? Instead yeah, of, like why couldn't you just explain this to everybody? Well, so I I'm looking at myself the way they're looking at me. Like, what oh, are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Walking away from, dude, you're see, the guy. This is, you know. Yeah, see, that's cool to me that there's yeah, self awareness of like I know this. I know what this looks like. Yeah. Oh, there was. I don't think it like got. I don't think it was. I was paranoid. Yeah. But I was. I had to die to that. I had to yeah. die to caring about what people thought. Really? Okay, oh, so yeah. there's like some insecurity at the same time. Like, I don't. Oh people, yeah. What, what would you almost say? Like, oh, I had to change what everything people about say me. When they hear that I'm a Jesus freak, what, dude, right? What? I'm living it. <laughs> so they're I'm all sorry, looking at to, me. I'm sorry. No, they're but, all looking at yeah. me, and I get it. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I know. I started this label called Gravity Records, a development label, and I'm like, 
who's in to try and I've got money. Let's like throw it at like, let's try something different. You know, there's something more. You just felt compelled. There's something more. There's something more than what we're doing. Hmm. And I'm like, I can imagine looking at me and talking to me going, Mark, what's more than platinum records and number one hits? And it's like, no, God's saying there's something more. And this was before the worship yeah. movement. This was yeah. before any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You couldn't be a Christian artist unless you put out a worship album. Yeah. yeah. And the other frustrating thing is like, I didn't have an answer. Yeah. It's like, I'm just asked to follow and go. go. Like, right? Yeah. That's the way it's, it is sometimes. Huh. I'm called. I don't have any answers. And everybody's like, looking over. Why? why? I know. I'm asking why too every day. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Oh man. Okay. Two things in that that surprised me that wouldn't think are natural. One is, it would I would just assumptions I would make in that story. One is that you would have uh when you're saying there's more. The, my initial reaction is would be to ask, well what were you missing? I was missing uh well gosh, so much. Purpose, motive. Um I never did um, I didn't have the relationship that I needed with God. Mm-hmm. I was a good, decent person. I wasn't out to hurt anybody. I wasn't doing anything that was like awful. You know what I mean? I was, no. just, I was just a decent human um, who loved God and went to church. You know, I mean, I did the thing. Um, and um, at that time, if you had asked me to like speak or talk in public, I would have thrown up and like, I was so like, there's nothing in me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. from that point, um, I just dove into the word. I just knew God wanted to talk to me. I knew God wanted to say something to me. I knew God wanted to share his heart with me. So I was just like passionate about the word. So you're in your Nashville, you start up this, uh, this almost label to uh, develop artists. A development label to yeah. to ask questions. Does that make any sense? No. Yeah. So <laughs> I had a lot of money. You're talking my language. I had a lot of money, and yes. it's like, I have a lot of questions. I'm behind the scenes. I'm seeing artists that aren't being mentored. I'm seeing no accountability. I'm seeing um, money being more important than ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just seeing all that stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't feel good when I'm talk, we're talking about Christian music. You know, the name of Christ, you know, I took that very seriously. I had to take some things about myself more seriously. And it's like, it's not just going to the studio and, you know, using your gift for God. It's, it's so much more than that. So then the process was learning the priestly duty of music, singing, uh, musicianship, uh, the Davidic heart, um, you know, all that stuff, you start learning about it and the purpose for, divine purpose for music. Then it changes everything. Then it's like, well. Uh, so uh, is that what you're talking about when you're talking about questions? Like where does everything that was a question. Like Everything was a question. Like questioning old things or questioning new? Like how do you, what do you mean by? Oh, I, I can't think of anything that yeah, isn't yeah. a question, to be honest with you. It's like I questioned everything that I was doing. I question everything oh, I that was in the now. moment. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, and trying to be, you know, 
showing myself grace and showing an industry grace, um, showing, um, you know, realizing, wow, we're really off here. And this isn't a throw the baby out with a bathwater thing here. This is, wow, this is baby formula. And man, where's the meat? You know what I mean? Mm. You know, and it's just, you know, I got, I went through all those feelings. Um, hmm. Just frustrated, um, frustrated with the formula. And I'm like going, God is not, you know, I'm not going to say not. I'm going to say God is so much more than a formula. And everything I was learning about him, it was going against everything that I was. So I'm like, so I created, I created a worship opera. Yes. You know, yeah, the vapor oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I just sent, oddly enough, this is crazy. That was 16 years ago? 15, that was 16, 16 years ago. 15, 16 years ago. And I just sent, some guy ordered five of them. I just sent him five. Really? Like from I don't where? have hardly any left. Yeah. Oh, like on from Arkansas. Yeah. You know. How did he order them from you though? Like through he website. He just contacted me. Yeah, through like Facebook or something. Hey, I saw the one time you performed it in Memphis. Do you have? Can I order the album? He's like, I'm giving my last one away to our youth, and, and the same. What are the odds of this? What? I can't crazy. believe we're talking about this right now. Yes. So five yeah, yeah. CDs yeah. get ordered. At the same time, I get. Mark, our church in Texas is performing Vapor. Yeah. Um, Sunday, can you send them whatever you have? Yeah. Do you have any track? And I had to yeah. go back and like, oh my gosh. So this is kind of cool. Right there, Vapor tracks. Those are 15, 16-year-old oh, Vapor stems. Vapor. That you had to pull out. They were one I'm pulling stems. on drives and I'm just like, Lord, you know, may, be, may they boot. <laughs> yeah, may they. <laughs> Lord, may they boot. Lord, let them boot. Um, are you fine if I send you them on a floppy disk? Yeah, but what is that? That is crazy. That's so bizarre. That is bizarre. When did this happen? So is this all this within week? all within three or four days, like out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, some guy orders five CDs from fifteen, sixteen years ago, and yeah. then a church is performing. It's just I don't yeah. know. But that's been my life since since that day, ninety eight. That's how I roll. That I roll it gets that weird. Really, and I just like I just pay attention to it, man. I'm like, oh, so what? What do I do with that? I like that's super encouraging. You know what I mean? That there's still life in something that that I poured my heart into. Um, what my heart of what I learned about worship, I put it in a CD. You know, I paid for it. I did all of it. You know, and this is all of me on a silver platter, about this big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And. Some people get it. Some people, it's life giving, and some people don't get. I mean, it, it's not my job to worry about that. But wow, what a journey that's yeah. been. Okay, so, so I'm low. You're low. Beer. Oh man, do we want to grab another one? Do you have one right there? I have to use the restroom real quick. Yeah, right there. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Here's, make sure I'm recording. Here's what this is. Ready? Okay. I feel like the theme to this, that I, or the, the line between everything you're saying is trusting the unknown. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is Ugh. maybe looking, or I don't know how I'd phrase the other one, maybe listening listening to the small voice yeah. of the kid, listening to whether, the, with, to the signs of when you are when you're supposed to transition and knowing your language, you know a lot okay, of people do don't that? people don't know their languages sometimes because they haven't like 
found out who they are. Like, so your language might be food. I don't know. Uh My language is nature. So God's always talking to me through nature. He's talking to me through his word. (laughs) He kind of does that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's... um, you know what are the what he created you right yeah. so what is it about you that you need to be more fully um engaged in and grow into and um you can start finding languages that that uh, well clearly you and I share music yeah yeah i mean that's yeah. one of the greatest languages on maybe of all time so yeah so all those things speak to me and then i'm always Trying, I always try to listen. You know, I'm always listening. So how does how does all right, your love of nature? Yeah. How do you listen to that? How is that a language that you listen to? Oh yeah, the wind. Yeah. Like I, I'm a bird watcher. You know, he says, you know, if you're, I, I have, I've had an anxiety disorder in the past, like panic disorder when I was younger. I haven't had it since then, but. Um, I'm wound pretty anxious. And, um, you know, when he says, you know, look at the birds, you know, they're not, they're not worried about anything. Right. So I got into that. So then I have my favorite birds and then animals, birds, anything will drive me to a scripture. So the other day, uh, we had, you're not gonna believe this. It's, I think it's called masting oak trees, masting, and I feel like I've heard of that. I is it cleaned up sixty gallons of acorns from one tree? What? Twelve five gallon buckets, at least twelve. Maybe that's what's going on around our place because Sarah oh. and I just went for a walk, and I'm I it's came nuts. back and I'm I'm walking. Like it's hard. It was hard to walk. It, yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. So I do that, and so Nasty. I'll sit in my quiet time, smoking yeah. a cigar, or whatever, and I'm like. I want to pay attention to that. I'm like, that's unusual. Let me pay attention. You know, Lord, what do you have to say? I look up oak trees. And then I find a verse and I'm like, it speaks to me. I post it on Facebook and I get, you know, half a dozen people going that. I needed to hear that Hmm. like right now today. You know what I mean? I just love that. You kidding me? Yeah. Man, where did you... Where did you... Uh, I'm trying to. How do I phrase this? Uh, when did you stop calling things coincidences? Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're like random. Did... No, uh, God loves that because He can hide there. I mean, He has to have a place to hide. He hides um, with uh, 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 the missing link. Hmm. That's where He hides. Because the missing link is faith. If you, you know what I mean, if you have faith, then there is no missing link. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. You know, like something like that. I'm a, I'm a both guy. I'm not an either or guy. I think okay. there, there is evolution, and I think there God created it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as bizarre as that sounds, I have some wacky philosophies, but not necessarily things that I would die on a hill over. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's. Um, uh, it's just it's just not it, it it's not an either or is I'm not an either or I learned that that the scripture finally it, it spoke to me that true wisdom has two sides yeah that's out of Job and so all of my battles yeah went away 
Huh. It's like so for me now. It's like watching the Vikings and the Packers and loving both teams. <laughs> it is. Exactly. It's literally you don't yeah. care who wins or loses. Yeah. Everybody, you know. And Which you is don't the even... greatest joy. I mean, yeah, that to me is the greatest joy of watching some sports because it's a win-win situation with that. Yeah, well, Somebody wisdom would... is a win, is a win-win because it's a both thing. Yeah. So you can take anything. Like let's say uh, salvation. Salvation um, is uh, a moment. Okay. Salvation is a journey. Okay. So you take anything like that and you go, yes and yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Repentance. Yeah. Is a moment. Yeah. It's yeah. also a way. The way of repentance, Jesus said. A way isn't just a one time. It's not a one-time thing. The, the way of repentance is daily. Look at you. Whoa, what just happened to you? Oh, man. That's man. Weird. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean, I'm, I'm still with you. That Boom. Was, <laughs> was there something? Could you you just had this like, like, oh, man. You went in deep, but that's good. Uh, man, I was driving today. I was, uh, and then this is, maybe this will go with what you're talking about. I was driving today. I was listening to an interview with a guy named uh, Cal Fussman, who's kind of like, he's a virtual mentor of mine, someone I follow. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was talking to, he was interviewing someone that was a brain specialist. Mm. And uh, he's, he's a memory expert. And one of the things he talks about with people was he teaches people how to learn. Uh, and he teaches adult learning in colleges and stuff. He was talking about the need to change things from a noun to a verb. So he says, if there's one thing that you could ever change in life with your mentality Ooh. is learning that there, uh, that it is not about perfection. It's about process. There's yeah. so love. Oh man. Yeah. This is so funny. Love is not yeah. a noun love he even said love is a verb i this yeah so he said and i was like that's funny i didn't put two and i didn't even think of you with that but i mm -hmm. he said you know love is actually a verb um yeah. what was he talking about uh quality uh quality is not a noun you don't have quality you do quality yeah you don't uh you don't you don't have success. You do success. Yeah. All these things. So he said the biggest yeah. mindset is changing things. I like that. Man. And so I don't know. I, I don't know if that's kind of what you're... But I, I would go... necessarily where you're going. But well, yeah. I, what I would all. add to that would just be like, it's both. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a noun yeah. and a verb. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is funny. I, but I love that because thinking of it as a verb is really cool. And then yeah, you have yeah, and then you because then you have both. And the only way to have the only way to have the noun of it yeah. is to have is to focus on the verb of it. Yeah. Because if you focus on the verb of it, he was saying you'll end up at some point. You'll end up always heading towards the noun. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if you focus on the noun, you may never get there because you're not focusing on the action steps yeah. of it. And I think looking back, it is the it is the beauty of faith and works working yeah. together. Yeah. Not the either or. Yeah. It's not just faith. It's not just works. It's both. Hmm. And the, both of those things um, have grown in me quite a bit in the last 20 years. Man, I the working together. They, they yeah. work to, they work together. Yeah. That's why I mean like why would I come here? Why would I leave everything? Yeah. 
You know, it just none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me. That's the funniest thing. Yeah. It's like, why would I do that? And then I'm like, yeah. it's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've had the best, I've, I've been the happiest I've ever been in the last five years. Man. And then, you know, happiest I've ever been, and I still am. And then you get hit with struggles that I'm probably the saddest I've ever been and the happiest I've ever been all at one time. Isn't that crazy? It makes no sense to me. No, it doesn't. But man, I am not leaving this planet going, I left something on the table. Huh. That would be the tragedy. That's yeah. what we don't want to do. Yeah. What do you right? do you ever feel like you have like phases where you feel like you are leaving stuff on the table? I don't know if that makes sense. I've like do you ever feel not? No, man. Do you ever feel like there's any? Are you just there's nothing to it? You're just going full throttle. If okay, I'm so like it, right now I'm yeah. like like living my dream. Yeah. And in the midst of while I'm living my dream, I'm literally in the back of my mind going, "All right, what's it going to look like when you if you have to give this up?" Huh. That's always there. Can you do it, Mark? Can you do it, Mark? Can you do it? That voice is always in me, and I hate it. And I and but it's okay. Yeah, because it is okay. Yeah, because God's done nothing but prove Himself one hundred percent faithful. So yeah. I have that assurance, yeah. and yet my human is like, but what if He doesn't this one? You know, this yeah. next time I know it's worked out like, these times. But yeah, I, I have those thoughts, but I don't. That's not my heart. That's um. I'm I'm convinced. You know what I mean? I'm convinced um and yet I still am human. So um I don't know if that makes any sense. Dude, it makes total sense because I there's this another falsehood that I'm recognizing in myself when you're saying this that I think I've almost said I interviewed someone who is a, a big CEO at General Mills. Yeah. Got laid off and during his t- got a severance package, and he realized he could do anything he wanted with his life, and he started a shrubs company, like a alcoholic, like vinegar shrubs that you milk mix with like gin, so it's like a mixer, so you can have it virgin, or you can mix it with Marky gin. Likey, you know, I don't know what that is. Dude, I Come should on. get you some. Oh man, the shrubs, it's awesome. And his Shrub. big thing, his big thing was talking about how he doesn't think wins are talked enough about in life and the importance of wins. And his his thought is you need to get some wins under your belt. Uh, so that when you hit the, these hard times, when you get further along in your life, you can look back and you can say, "Oh, I trust the process," yeah. and I do agree with that. But how I try, how yes. I process, how I process that almost was well. Once, once I get a certain amount of wins under my belt, then you know, mm-hmm. then I won't doubt myself. Then that voice you're talking about in okay. your head yeah. will go away, just like those winds will silence that voice. But it doesn't. No, it's just encouraging to hear that. Someone that I look up to as Uncle Mark, you you're just to hear you say that those voices aren't going to go away, and no. that's okay. Yeah. And there's beauty in that. And it yeah. seems like there's beauty in that scenario. There's beauty in the top of your game, the high highs, the high happiness, and the lowest lows. Yeah. There's like a beauty, and it doesn't make sense. But oh. there's what I'm what I'm taking away from this is that there's hope. That I can, I'm almost tearing up right now. Whoa, there's like nice. hopes. There's like hope that I can live 
and still function in that place, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah. That I don't have to like completely, my goal doesn't need to be to silence that voice so then I can no. be sane. But no. I can still live with that. I don't know if that makes live sense. Live with it. Oh yeah. Oh, man. I have so few answers. But I have an experience that nobody's going to take from me and that I wouldn't trade for anything. And it's filled with those. It's filled with doubt. It's filled with mistakes. It's filled with... But to be honest with you, zero regrets. That is something I have that probably not many people have. I have zero regrets. Man. Zero. Bad decisions and all. Yeah. Losing losing everything and all. I don't know. What, what's there to regret? Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, you, you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast, nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness, because it truly is made of more. That's all. All right. That's it, thanks. (laughs) I love that crap Alright, have a great week See you next Tuesday Anything else? Thanks for being here (laughs) Say the most random thing you can think of Yell it I got nothing The only word I can think of is formaldehyde (laughs) Perfect